Hello and welcome to the Sexy Housewife Podcast. I am your host with the moistest pussy, Karen Sanchez-Dougal, and I am here with my good friend, Zach Hoyle, who is also What's a good, comedian. Dog? What's going on, everybody? How are you? We're good. <laughs> I'm also here with the person that I file a to- joint tax return. Love of my life, Connor Dougal. How's it going? <laughs> Hi, babe. Thank you for being here. Thank you both for being here. Of course, Doc. Thank you for having me. So here at the Sexy Housewife Podcast, we like to ask, how are you? Mm-hmm. Which means just how are you and and who who are you? Why are you here? Uh, why am I here, Doc? Because <laughs> you asked me, all right? <laughs> uh, I'm very excited to be here, honestly. Uh, my name is Zach Hoyle. I'm a local comedian here in Cedar Rapids. Um, and I'm doing really good, dude. Uh, things have been very fun recently. I've, I've, I'm new to stand-up. You know, I've been doing stand-up since, like, November. Um, and the community around here has been really fun. So, like, every day, and not only my in that kind of sense, like, the everyday life has been very, very good because of that. Mm-hmm. Great. How about you, babe? How, well, how are you? Well, I am Karen's husband, Connor. Uh, I'm doing great today. Uh, I feel really good. Uh yeah, our our dog hasn't shit inside the house in in, the, in, in a while. In like twenty four whole hours, so like. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so we're doing great. Um, shout out to Ellie, our seven month old corgi, who has not shit inside. And in, no, she's gone like no, she did shit inside like yesterday. Yeah, it's been like twenty four thirty hours. hours. <laughs> We're probably going to go home to shit inside. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we still love her. We're not going to get rid of her. We're not going to get rid of her. All right, Zach, how did we meet? <laughs> we met uh, through stand-up, which mm-hmm. was dope. I actually remember the first time I ever remember seeing you. It was actually, it fucking made me laugh, dude. You were on stage, and this girl, she was in the audience, and she had, like, really bad self-tanner on. <laughs> And it was not. I remember this. And you just—I don't know how you got into like the crowd work with them, but you're kind of chatting to them. And then finally, you—you—you you, you know the bit I'm talking about. And you—you you fucking crushed her. You said something. Now I can't remember it off the top of my head. I know. Head. I remember. I, remember. Tell me, tell me. I was like, "Why don't you get rid of your fucking passport?" Yeah. Exactly. I was like, "Just throw it away." <laughs> you want to be brown so bad. And that was the—that was the first time that like. I, because I, I've been a fan of stand up my entire life, but I didn't start going to s- clubs until you know recently. And actually, being in stand up and watching stand up's a lot different. And it was the first time that I felt like, oh fuck, like and I did not want to look back at her behind. <laughs> she fucked. She was pissed. Oh, not happy at all. No, she was pissed. <laughs> and was she's good. like a regular at that. It was no, at Lucky I Cat. I know. And she's I a regular the there. Yeah. I, the, her boyfriend actually knows my sister. So that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck them. I don't give a fuck. No, Shout yeah. Shout out to the local patrons. <clears throat> yeah. Um, pretty sure that's why I won't get booked there now. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, that's how we that's how we met. I remember seeing you that night, and then I started coming up to Joystick, and I would see you at Joystick a lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. We get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sure do. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I stand by that joke. I, I agree. I thought it was hilarious. It's like, why the fuck? I mean, if you're gonna paint yourself orange, dude, just th- just throw it in a shredder. I give I, it to someone who needs it. It it always self tanner always freaked me out because like 
I don't want it on me, dude. I, I don't like anything on me. I don't know if you guys have that, like, kind of, like, a sensory thing or whatever. For the most part, I, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. man, I can't do it. I will never forget the time that I was at, like, I was, like, in college, and I was uh, at a party, like, a like it was, like, at a river or something, mm-hmm. some fucking jank-ass shit, and I was, it was in the summer, so I was super tan, and... This girl comes up to me and she was like, you're so tan. (laughs) And I go, I look at her and I go, I'm Mexican. And she was like, wanted to like, wanted the earth to swallow her whole and i was like that's right bitch like fucking shut the fuck yeah, up dumb, like, dumb. i would know ne- also that's such a weird thing to compliment a stranger on it's like to yeah. talk about like how tan they are <laughs> like that is it i've never met you dude it's one thing if you you know i got a tan and my bur- someone came, my someone came up like hey, oh that you know you have yeah a nice or like tan. i just came back from you know vacation but if you're just yeah. a guy yeah. like on the street <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever. you're so brown like <laughs> Connor, you want to uh, let's talk about how we met because that's yeah. really cute. I love um, that story. Yeah, so I was um, I used to have a real shitty job taking phone calls uh, for a auto service center. So you can imagine how those people are when lots when they, of Karens mm-hmm. when they call in. Um, but uh, I was at work doing that, and my buddy texted me, um, and we don't get to hang out often. But he said he was helping a friend move into town, and I really just assumed it was like a guy friend i had no idea he didn't tell me who it was and asked if i would help and then we could hang out afterwards i was mm-hmm. like yeah that sounds great we don't get to hang out much and uh so i went home from work changed my clothes drove over there to the address that he gave me and i realized i was like oh it's that friend no i <laughs> and, i was driving and my friend calls me because they're behind me and i'm driving in my u-haul on the way here and they're like Hey, uh, Zach's friend wants to help you. Different Zach. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. wants to help you move in. Is that cool? And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, it's literally just your boyfriend and uh, me, and you're pregnant. No, definitely. Like, yeah. it was literally just me and one other person helping me move mm-hmm. in because my family did not want me to move to Iowa City. Really? Like, yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Marshalltown. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. That was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this was like fresh off of like, like three months after trying to kill myself in my mm-hmm. garage. So like my family did not want me to move at all, and I was understandably on that one. I'm gonna have to side with the fam on that one. I kind of get. I'd be a little worried too. Yeah, but I was like, I'm not living here anymore. Yeah, done. Yeah, I was very done. So I. Um, so I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then he pulls up and I, I hadn't even been there for like five minutes and he pulls up and I see his little tie ass, tie white ass. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fuck him. Like, I'm going to fuck him so hard. And I, I did like a week later, but I did. Um, Yeah. Played hard to get for a while. Yeah, he did. I, really? Yeah, he did. My he, dude. he played hard <laughs> that, to get. That's not my, usually my move. I wasn't really, and that wasn't really the strategy either. I was just like, 
trying to not be weird because I knew that we were all friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wasn't 100% sure that she was interested in me. I mean, I was like 99% sure, but I didn't want to do anything if she wasn't. And then everything came, became weird. Meanwhile, I was throwing myself at him. Yeah, as I say, you sound like a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was such a slide. <laughs> It worked, dude, though. It both, I, I mean, mean both strategies. Yeah, both strategies work. The playing hard to get and also being a little loose with your man. I think that's a good combo. Uh, yeah, I did. I was like, um, I first off, I bought him dinner for helping move in. I bought you Estella's. Mm -hmm. And then. Um, oh, Estella. Shout out Estella. Shout out Estella. I do love Estella's. I love Estella's. Mm -hmm. Estella's is so good. And then um, I. Uh, Gave you my number. I was I was literally like fifteen seconds away from asking it her for so hers because I was walking. I was about you to walk out the door, that. and then she beat me to it. Right. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, we started hanging out. We went on a date like two days later to Big Grove, and then I like we were hanging out. We were making scotcheroos, and we were making scotcheroos one night at my place. And then I invited him into my bedroom, into a bedroom with no TV. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> it's going old. You didn't have a TV in the bedroom. She pulls out the laptop. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, dude, you know it's a lock when the laptop comes out. You're like, first of all, I know this thing's going to be in the way in about 20 minutes. <laughs> it's always like you start and you're, you're both are like, you, it keeps bumping into your leg. You're like, shit, dude. You're like trying to get on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit, that's so funny. <laughs> How did you and Hannah meet? Uh, Hinge. Shout out Hinge. Shout out the dating apps. Shout out to uh, Hinge. It's where it's the app that's designed to be deleted. All right. And it did get deleted. We met on Hinge. That's cute. And it, yeah, it was, she came over. I literally, from the moment she came over, because she just came over to the crib. You know what I mean? Uh, Thanks for not murdering her. Wow. <laughs> no, we were just we we had chatted a little bit, and I knew instantly, dude. She there was just something about her. She's very she's very beautiful. She's got all these little tattoos. Her personality is you know is pretty bubbly. She's, she's very so beautiful, beautiful dude, gorgeous. I love her so much. Shout out to my fiance. Um, but from the time she came over, we've pretty much hung out every single day since we've known each other. Like it's been nonstop. Um, hanging out and being together and figuring out life together. Cause we both were kind of in a weird spot when we met each other. She was like really depressed, like bad, bad. Um, and I had just moved back to Iowa from living on the East coast. I lived in North Carolina for a little bit and then up to New Jersey. So I got back here and I was just, I, it was good to be home. I kind of needed that balance of like moving back home from uh, some wild, we could maybe get into that later, but some wild shit on the East coast. Got back here and I was kind of making some good momentum or whatever in life, trying to figure, just figure out, what I wanted to do with my life. And then she came around and it was like, even though we were both in a bad space, we both wanted to get out of it. And we just like lashed onto each other. And so ever since Yeah, then, that's kind of how we were too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That sounds very similar. Yeah. And, because uh, we were, we pretty much just like moved in like mm -hmm. immediately yep, same. because I, I moved in with my friend because mm -hmm. I had been planning to, on moving in with her for like the past six months before I, moved in with her mm -hmm. before I moved to Iowa City. And then um, I moved in with her and then like not even two weeks into me living with her, she was like, oh, I'm moving in with my boyfriend. You have to move in. You have to live with three random people now. 
And I was like, what the fuck? And so then he offered me to live with him. And I was like really weary about it. Um, But I was like, I mean, we already spend so much time together. So much time It's better than three strangers, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then I moved in with him, like not even, like pretty much a month into us dating. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. It was was such a good fit. It it, was like. I love I love the way we did our relationship, you know what I mean? It was very different than how I've done relationships before in the way that like how hit the ground running we were with, with each other. Like it was it, it was just an immediate mix and um she bring like I, I have parts of my personality that I was convinced I was never gonna be able to like shape and develop. Convinced oh God, that I was not going too. to be able to. And now that she's around it's by observing her a lot. It's not even her like trying to fix me or anything. It's by watching her be the way she is. It makes me like reflect onto myself and, and figure out how to change those things. And not not for like I feel out of obligation or anything. Just feel like, oh, this is what I've been. I I just needed an example of of how to do that. And that's I like the way she does that. You know what I mean? You can add it to your life and vice versa. Same thing with her. You know what I mean? I think it's a big part of our relationship. A lot of a lot of similarities there, I think, mm-hmm. too. I also wanted to second your shout out to Hinge because, I mean, for the short time that I spent on there, I had great experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really bad, but, you know, then we met. Not, not on Hinge, but <laughs> dog. I'm just saying it, it wasn't it wasn't like a it was not it, like it's a hookup hook, app. It's yeah. not a hookup app. Yeah, know. exactly. H- Hinge is a little bit more because you... I guess the sexy asshole podcast is brought to you by Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it, my mine's been deleted. It's all good, but I did. I out of all of them, because Tinder. Right, your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, a sexy housewife to me mm-hmm. is somebody who wants to learn how to cook, clean, and come better. Right. So a lot of people, they, especially I feel like Gen Z, millennials, we order a lot of takeout. We do a lot of fucking HelloFresh, a lot of that shit. And it's like, we have Instacart. Mm -hmm. Like, you have grocery pickup. Like, you don't need to order vegetables in the mail for the love. It's like, do you know how much, do you know how hard it is for delivery people to deliver vegetables in the like they already have to deliver your appliances and clothes that were assembled by slaves like <laughs> they don't need to deliver your vegetables too you can pay someone at Hy-Vee to p- throw those mm-hmm. in your trunk Seriously, like it's not that hard. 100%. I can teach you. I'm going to teach you how to cook. Okay? It's not that bad. So today I brought some roasted salsa verde. Mm-hmm. And it's super easy to make. And I have some tips on how to make it. And the recipe is going to be online on mangomustachemedia.com. Is it mangomustachemedia or just mangomustache.com, Alex? Uh, either one works, but we've been pointing people to mangomustache.com. So it's mangomustache.com slash sexy housewife. 
And that's where this recipe, you can find that recipe there. You can go to our Instagram, Sexy Housewife Pod. That's going to be on there as well. Um, and it's super delicious. You can make it not so spicy for you white folks. <laughs> Just kidding. P- Connor loves spice. Um, I, like spi- I like spice. I like spice. My, yeah, my fiance is Korean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, and there's plenty of spicy stuff thrown in there. It does hurt my belly, though, a little bit, but I'll be good. It just makes me gassy. <laughs> and then, uh, and, but if you don't like spice, I can teach you how to take out the the seeds. So this is actually a really funny story. So I used to work, so back when I lived in Marshalltown, I worked in a, new, a nursing home. And I was, uh, we were making like guacamole or something. And... I was trying to show like someone who went, she was like the manager of the the program that I was, I was working in the kitchen and she was like the manager of the program. Mm-hmm. And she was like trying to show me how to take the seeds out of a jalapeno. And I was like, no, you probably shouldn't do it that way. Like she'd probably like cut it lengthwise and then just like slide the knife like just slide it like this Mm -hmm. and then super easy no she just wanted to do it so hard like the hard way because she went to culinary school and yeah and she fucking wound up slicing her fucking finger (laughs) and i felt like she was super nice and i felt really bad for her but i was like like It was actually so fucking funny. That is funny. Dude. That is funny. She Did, deserved that. Didn't she? <laughs> and you said, so, didn't she say she was training you too? Like, yeah, she was yeah, trying to train me. Oh, yeah. She was trying to train me and and like how to slice a jalapeno. Justice. And, that's and, justice. And I'm like, dude, I'm Mexican. I think I know how to fucking do this. <laughs> and she fucking wound up slicing herself, and I was like, mm, karma. All right, so you want to grab that, babe? So, so you already you already ate this. I'm gonna move. You already had this con. I mean, you eat this all the time. I know. Alex, you want to try? Yeah, I don't want. There's so much going, going on. on here. I'll try some in a bit. But thank you. Mmm. Mm. Damn, Mmm, that is really good. Oh, and I like the. What are these chips? Shout out to Aldi. What were we saying? Shout out to Aldi. We've got yellow corn tortilla chips. Yeah, I like how they're advertised good. as gluten free. No shit. Corn does not have gluten in it. Oh, I did not know that. Not that I. Not, it's not that I didn't know that. It's not that I it's, thought it had gluten in it. it so. I mean, I would have assumed there was gluten in chips. Just off the top of my head, I don't I'm not like super educated about it. The um, the kick is perfect. It's like it's nice and subtle. It like stays throughout. I really like it. I think it just depends on the jalapenos that you use because I mm-hmm. left all the seeds in. Mm-hmm. But so a couple tips. Um, on peeling the garlic. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it can be really tedious to to peel the garlic so the best way to do it is um just take the garlic and then just smash it with your the palm of your hand Mm -hmm. 
And that way you can not only will it release the flavor, but the peel will just like come right off. Yeah, kind of bursts off. Yep, yep, yep. And then um, the way you showed me to do how to do it was to take the the one little clove, right? And you, mm-hmm. and you stuck it underneath a knife on the counter and you kind of smacked the knife. Yeah, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to say that too. Okay. Yeah, you can do that with a knife too. But I mean, sometimes I'm lazy and I just do it with the palm of my hand. But you can also do it with a knife <laughs> if you are more thorough. But I am a lazy piece of shit sometimes. <laughs> And I don't want to dirty a knife. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Connor, thanks for doing that. <laughs> Correcting you. <laughs> thanks for making me look like an asshole. <laughs> no more for you. Um. Anyway, that was Connor's last time on the Sexy Housewife <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sorry, dog. <laughs> And then um, another tip is, so limes, sometimes they can be hard to get all the juice out of a lime. Mm -hmm. And this can go for anything. Um, Like you're making a margarita, you're making a mojito, you're making a a mule, or I like how I'm only talking about cocktails. Yeah, Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're you're making salsa. Uh, You roll around the lime, if you don't know this already, mm-hmm. roll around the lime and before you cut it and and then afterwards, all the juice, it'll be nice and juicy. So like, you'll have a nice and juicy lime. Like with some pressure. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Basically don't, squeeze don't just... the lime within the lime. Yes. Mm, gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. So you want to roll around the lime with the pressure, you want some put some pressure on that lime. Mm. You want, you know, you like your shout out to my fiance. Does she have <laughs> a nice juicy pussy? <laughs> <laughs> it's doubtful. Listen, we can we can pretend all those cute reasons earlier why I'm with her. At the end of the day, the sex is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay and then so i roast so the reason why it's called roasted salsa is i roast all my veggies so we've got tomatillos in there obviously we've got garlic uh we've got uh onion you can use white or yellow onion i prefer the white Mm -hmm. clearly (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we've also got um yeah we've got salt um, I like sea salt or garlic salt. We've got some uh, freshly ground pepper. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but a pepper, it actually like goes stale uh, like immediately. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. So you, you really need to get like a, f- like a pepper grinder. Yeah, okay. We do have a pepper grinder, I've just, but I didn't know it could go stale like that. Yeah, it goes stale like, it's- so like immediately, like goes stale like within like, minutes of grinding it really yeah interesting so just a fun fact um and then so then uh you roast all your veggies in some like hot olive oil for a few minutes and then you blend them in a blender with some chicken stock 
and with some fresh cilantro and that that juicy ass lime. Shout out to my fiance again. Mm-hmm. Oh. Connor, you should shout out me now. <laughs> <laughs> Making me look bad. Shout out Karen too. <laughs> <laughs> And then you can blend it to your like desired consistency. So um, I originally made this for quesadillas. So mm. I kind of just. Oh, that would be good. Sorry. I, yeah, it was, would, was delicious. Yeah, that sounds really good with that. So mm. I originally made this for quesadillas. So I kind of blended it n- nice and, and I don't, I, my original thought that came to my mind was bl- nice and blendy um <laughs> smooth smooth, smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah smooth but if you made it just for chips you can leave it chunkier yeah that's probably how i would prefer is a little bit chunkier but i that's phenomenal i really like tastes really fresh it's really good yeah yeah mm-hmm. i do, yep so do you dunk do you dunk your quesadillas into something like that or do you spread it on top before you start eating the quesadilla dunk you dunk me too i dunk too I like to dunk. I don't like I don't like when the quesadilla gets soggy. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Plus, it can make it cold. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength with that. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love it. So now that we're talking about your fiance's juicy pussy, um, <laughs> you are engaged. So mm-hmm. how did you propose? Uh, it's a good story. Um, so we were the we got engaged of June and we met in that the, the January of last year. So we met in January of 2022, and we got engaged in June. Yeah, I think it was mid-June. Um, we were at Bonnaroo, the music oh, festival, dog. Nice. It was so sick. It was – we were blown out on Molly. I don't know if, how, how censored we need to be on this podcast. No. But. Dude, I just <laughs> talked about your fiance's juice. Oh, pussy. yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, yeah, we were blown out on that, – that was what we had been doing earlier that day, all day. And then we were kind of on a, the come down, just relaxing, and there was a sunrise set. Um, by Lane 8. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Shout out to Lane 8. Um, but they were doing a sunrise set. So it was like 3 o'clock in the morning and it's like really chill. It's the, the music, the um, they know people are coming down from drugs at these festivals. So the music is very nice and chill and relaxing. And I just looked at her. I'm like, I don't know what we're wasting time for anymore with this whole marriage thing. And I just, I'm like, do you want to get married? And she's like, yes, absolutely. And we've, ever since then, that's what we've been, uh, we, we've been super pumped. I mean, people, uh, that's how we, her and I both kind of operate doing stuff like that. So no one in our family is really surprised. Like when we told them that we got engaged at a music festival, you know, uh, and I'm sure our kids will love that story, but <laughs> it was great. We dude, we did. I mean, that was such a fun weekend because it was like four or five days. One of the nights we did acid and we went to go see Rez. Shout out Rez. I don't know if you guys know who Rez is. Um, but yeah, it was such a fun time. Fun festival. Got engaged there. And we plan on getting married probably next year. That's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have like a like a traditional wedding or are you going to do the same thing like a elope sort of thing? It'll be – so before we were actually going to get married in August. But we decided we want to put it off a little bit more, save up a little bit more money. And we might just elope anyway. Uh, we're, actually, it. that's probably definitely what we're going to do. Um, it's so weird. Do it. But yeah. as far as the wedding goes, we're, my grandpa – so – Little, we'll get we could get into this or not get into this. I grew, was raised by my grandpa, I lived with him growing up, and uh, 
I, he has some timber out back and I worked, I mean, from the time I was 12 to now, I've been working out in that timber, clearing it out, making it look better. And so we want to get married like in his backyard and, and it's beautiful back there. It's really cool. Um, I'm sure you guys will get an invite. Don't worry. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but yeah, so that, so again, it'll be a little bit more low key. My fr- but like my friend is going to marry us. He's actually building us an altar. Um, for the wedding, was it? Yeah, That's it's gonna so be really nice. cool. Yeah. We're gonna do a blood sacrifice where we cut our hands into a bowl and then drink it and consume each other's flesh as well. That part is a joke. No, <laughs> no, it is a joke, but kind of not. We talked about it. We've talked about it, and I, I told her I would definitely try to. I would be down to drink your blood. I don't care. Does that freak you Are out? You fucking Marilyn Manson. No, like, but I, but like, why is I don't get why that's weird. That is weird. It. I mean, but, but in a ceremonial way, I'm not talking about drinking like a. It's just like of her blood, like it's like a, symbolic, symbolic, like yeah. a symbolic thing. We talked. I don't think we'll do it because I think. It, I mean, her family's from Korea, so I think it would really freak them out if we would like. like I'm too Mexican for this. Yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> I think it would definitely white people. Thing. Yeah, no, yeah. It would not be good. White yeah, white people. people in the woods. I mean, that's like the most terrifying thing you can think of. <laughs> that is mid summer. <laughs> yeah, dude, it'd be terrifying for them. Yes, it would. Uh, no, her family loves me though. Okay, anyway. I will go ahead and decline that RSV. No, come on, Doug, come on. I'm just kidding. There will be acid in the juice bowl. Don't worry. Okay, I'm down then. I'll be there. Good. That's um, really cute, though. I love that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm excited. That's so fun. cute. I love. Oh, I love love. I love love too. I mean, obviously, we're. I mean, early in our relationship, maybe you know, in 40 years, we'll begin to hate our each other's significant others or whatever. But as of right now, I love mine. It's fine. You, what you don't think you get what I'm saying though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. I just know. you know, just make sure you have good health insurance and can do some couples counseling. Mm-hmm. Get a good. <laughs> yeah. Right, babe. I mean, yeah. It's <clears throat> financial stress is the worst of all. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing that breaks up any couple is that it always comes down to finances for most people when they when they break up. Yeah. I mean, unless they were just. Stupid and got married, and they weren't compatible at all. Right, right. Which definitely happens a lot. But yeah, yeah. For us, I mean, our little um, elope story was pretty cute. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was. um, I was in the kitchen just like painting my nails, and I I had been like kind of bugging him about getting married because I was like. We might as well. Like, we've been living mm-hmm. together for, you know, years. Like, it had been, like, what, two years? Or just under two years. No, not, yeah, it it a year been and like, a half. Yeah, but... like, a year and a half. I Like, <clears throat> we'd been together for a year and a half at that point. Like, I know I'm going to be with you for fucking ever. Like, let's just do it. Let's just get married. Mm-hmm. You Like, I let's just do it. We, like, we should... We should just do it. Yeah, and my, and my whole thing was just, like, my parents had been divorced. So, like, I was just, like, I would want to wait like as long as i possibly can and make sure this is like absolutely gonna work Mm -hmm. but then you know at a certain point it was the exact same thing that you said it was like what yeah why am i doing this we know we're perfect for each other just let's just do it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i was like how about we go how about we do it in vegas well he had been been wanting that for a while vegas (laughs) (laughs) though wanting that for a while all right so we definitely are there's a lot of similarities in our relationship that i've been been seeing he had been wanting to do Vegas for a while, yeah. and I did not want to. Really? I wanted a traditional wedding. Mm-hmm. 
and I wanted to spend a lot of money and <laughs> I wanted to do a traditional wedding. And so that's why we had been also putting it off. And then I finally was like, okay, we can do a Vegas wedding. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, okay, will you marry me then? And I was like, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then he was like okay great because i have a lot of things planned and i was like huh like what do you mean and then so you had already been thinking about what to do for the vegas wedding a little bit yeah um yeah i mean i you know i had a, a night you know the nice place picked out i knew the, the wind would be a good place to stay it's a super mm -hmm. nice hotel there um you know, not much else, but there's so many things to do in Vegas. Yeah, you for sure. You don't really have to yeah. plan a whole Everything lot. else kind of yeah. just fell into place. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Iowa. Well, I grew I grew up all over. Um, we kind of moved around a lot as kids, and then, but I, we ultimately settled up in Iowa. And I went to like a small school in town or here near Cedar Rapids or whatever. And it just is, it, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it. My parents being in prison, uh, they, my parents went to prison. I, mean, I don't know if we should unpack all that, but uh, they, drug dealers. I, they were drug dealers, went to prison. And I went to the high school that my mom went to high school to. And uh, it, the community was still the people she went to high school with. And but I didn't go there to like fifth grade. So here I am coming into the school that I'm not from where it's my mom went to high school at. And all of her, like the kids she went to high school with that know she went to prison now know that her kid is like growing up in the school system. So it always just felt like weird. Like, and there are a lot of good people in that community. I'm not even talking shit about them, but there was also some not cool people. And, just like bad stipulations. Yeah, dude, just them assuming a lot of stuff. So, and I would act out because I, I'm like, fuck you guys. So I, I'll be who I, whoever I want to be. I'm not going to be this form, this thing you want me to be. Well, by the time you're 23, because you've been trying to f figure that out on your own, you get so mixed up in your head. And I just had to like get out of Iowa. I'm like, I just got to get out of here. And my brother was getting out of the military at the time. And my sister was already living in North Carolina. And so he's like, hey, do you want to move to North Carolina? Like, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. So we moved out to Raleigh. Um, and it was like a big exodus for my family within like a year me, my sister, my brother, and my mom. My mom moved up to New Jersey all at the same time. We all moved out there. Um, and I actually had started comedy a little bit before. Like, I was kind of doing comedy before I moved to the East Coast for, like, three, four months or whatever. And that was, like, the culmination of everything, of me just having to get out because I wasn't ready to do stand-up really yet. Like, the, when I was on stage, I just – I didn't know I, – I didn't have a good feel for it, I guess you could say. So I ended up moving out to the East Coast with nothing – in mind, like no job, really nothing set up, just this place that we're going to live in. I'd saved up a little bit of money to like throw down. Um, and I was by myself at first because my brother, he hadn't gotten out of the military yet. There was like, he, it was going to be like a three or four month period. So for the first three or four months, I was just living down there by myself. My sister lived like two hours away and it was like a brutal time for me, like mentally like that. I, I was already kind of in a bad space. And then that like, Push me through more bad shit by being alone, isolating myself. And I ended up being like a fucking dude. This is the wildest shit, dude. I, I re responded to some Indeed app to be like a um, work for a landscaping company. 
And so I get interviewed by this guy or whatever, and he's like 20 years old, and he turns out <laughs> to be the owner of this landscaping company, and he hires me on. Daddy's money. <laughs> well, no, no, no. He was like working from the ground up, like literally, really? legitimately had no money, but he didn't know what he was doing. He had no idea well, what he was not. doing. Yeah. Like all the, pro dude, we put up so many retaining walls, I promise you those things are falling in like two or three years. <laughs> listen, dog, the guy had me in charge of all of it. And I, listen, I, I'm good with my hands. I grew up like landscaping, hardscape, do, doing that kind of stuff, but I'm not like a foreman. Like an engineer who like knows how to lay down all the proper the proper shit. So I I was doing that for a while, but the guys the they ended up not having enough money and like they weren't gonna pay some of their employees. And he wanted me to stay on with them. And the, he literally said, "We're gonna hire a bunch of illegal immigrants to finish this work and get rid of the current workers that we have. Not pay them until like." three weeks from now when we'll have the money. And I walked off the job side. I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, I'm not, listen, dude, I, I don't need this job that bad. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get involved with this. No. So that, so that what that led into was that day when I left, I got a job at a car dealership and I started selling cars <laughs> for a living. And that was just an, in like that, at, that fueled the mental health issues but at the same time, it kind of pulled me back out of it because I was making a little bit more money, took some of those financial pressures off. Mm -hmm. I mean, with that, though, I mean, your other problems get sorely exposed when you're not worried about money as much. Um, but that was a good time selling cars. I'm not going to lie. I kind of got to know people a little bit. And you kind of get to talk to people. And now, like, when doing stand-up, I kind of use a little bit of that stuff I was learning in selling cars because you just get to know people. And, like, crowd work for me, like, talking to someone in the crowd isn't that hard because I had to talk to, like, the craziest people on the planet working at a fucking car dealership. Oh, a yeah. used car dealership, dude. A used car dealership. And, uh, yeah, we were smoking weed in the parking lot. I mean, <laughs> dude, th there was this one chick who every day she would, sh she had those little bootlegger shooter things. Like they're, I don't know, they're like a pint size or whatever, just f on the parking lot, the, the, the employee parking lot, they're scattered everywhere. Cause she would just come into work drunk as fuck, dude. This place was so <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. We would, uh, there was one time, oh my gosh, I shouldn't out myself, like whatever, uh, I was finishing. I'm not a big drug guy. I like smoking weed. I like psychedelics. That, that's usually kind of like the route I like to go. I don't really get into pills. It's I've had I've had a lot of bad history with like friends and family with that, so I stay away from it. But you know, if someone has a Xanax bar, I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> Xana, what am I? <laughs> you know, what am I? A Puritan dog? Like, if someone has a Zanny, your boy's going to Zanny Town, all right? <laughs> and. <laughs> And, uh, I, but I didn't, I didn't really fuck with Xanax like that. So I didn't know really what it was going to do with me. Well, I'm in the middle of selling a truck to this guy and it's wrapped up. Like I sold the truck. He's out on the test drive. I already know he's going to buy it. Like he has a check in hand basically. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to pop the Xanax halfway through the deal. And like, by the time I get done with it, like I'll be able to get out of here and have some fun. It would be like, I, I was going to be done with my day after that. Well, the dude ends up taking like a 30 minute test drive. And then on top of that, we have paperwork after that. Well, the Xanax kicks in and I took a full one with no tolerance to Xanax <laughs> and I blacked out in the middle of the car deal. <laughs> I, I can, I was gone, Karen, I'm gone. Like <laughs> Zach was not in the room. My buddy, uh, shout out to, uh, I'm not gonna say, shout out to my, yeah, shout out to my boy, Manny. Um, I, I worked with a bunch of Middle Eastern dudes and they were the best. They were literally, because they were so, uh, we'll get into that, but he recognizes that Zach's losing it in the middle of this card. Like he's not coherent right now. So he ends up taking the over the car deal for me, finishes up the paperwork for me and gets me like out of the area. 
And uh, so I, I actually ended up making $400 while <laughs> being fucking blasted off Xanax at my job. So that was the work environment that we were going through, you know? So it, I was having, I'm having fun in North Carolina at this point. It's a good time. Um, but then it, after that, that's when COVID hit. So like I'm selling cars. I'm I, my first month ever selling cars. I sold, uh, 12 cars in two weeks. And then after that I sold, uh, 20 cars in the month, 25 cars the next month, and then 30 cars the next month. So like I was making eight, $9,000 a month with the bonuses and all that kind of stuff. And it, I was making $15 an hour at Dr. Pepper before this. I worked for Keurig Dr. Pepper in town. All right. Like I was not making that kind of money. And so that then you start thinking, oh, I can afford an Audi. No, you can't, kid. You cannot afford an Audi. <laughs> I buy. I ended up buying an Audi. Think feeling pretty good about myself. It's the first thing I've ever been able. I I grew up poor. I mean, when my parents sold drugs, we had money for like a two year window. But outside of that, I've been poor my entire life, dude. Just so broke. So the fi- the first time I have some money, I want to go and buy a nice car. So I buy this nice little car. Well, COVID ends up happening. And at first, it's all good. People are buying, you know, those $1,400 checks came in, dude, down payment on a car. People were not spending that on food. I'll tell you that. People were spending it on down payments on cars and mattresses, all right? Uh, so uh, they I end up, this is where kind of the downfall of me moving back to Iowa starts. COVID hits. I, we end up selling no cars after that. Like, it, you know, the check after the check stopped coming in, no one's buying cars. And I, it's a thousand dollars a month between the car payment, the insurance and the gas for the, for an Audi. It's a thousand dollars a month. And I can't keep up with that payment. On top of that, I have a big uh, house payment for rent. Me and my brother are splitting. And on top of that, I'm dating a chick at the time that we won't get into too much, but, uh, it, th- th- we started dating during COVID. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it was one of those relationships and she just came from a different side of the fence than me, you know, had a little bit more money than I did growing up and I wasn't good with money. She was right to leave me. <laughs> me it's like the, I, I was not in a good spot at the time. So all of this stuff starts happening. My car ends up getting repoed because uh, I couldn't keep up the payments. My, my ex leaves me um, and I'm just like fucking, I, 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 I had to move back with my mom in New Jersey. I, I, so I, I stopped selling cars for, um, for a grip and I started working at mattress firm in, in North Carolina. And I realized that they let me transfer if I wanted to move to New Jersey. So I'd come up with a game plan to get back to Iowa from, and part of that was to move to New Jersey for a little bit, save up some more money, get back to Iowa. Well, the reason why I did that is because the year prior I had came back to visit and we went to, uh, me and my buddy, we went to his friend's house and he ended up having DMT dimethyltryptamine like the world's most potent psychedelic you know i'm familiar yeah (laughs) so this is this is where everything accelerates after that and this has this will tie back to everything i was telling you guys about like growing up being a kid and trying to get out of there i have i'm like let's just do it right now because how often does someone just have dmt on them um almost never literally (laughs) never and so i'm like let's do it right now let's get this out of the way and i do it have this crazy deeply spiritual mystical experience where these entities pop into the room. You guys heard a million DMT stories, I'm sure, uh, if you're listening to this. But what the overall feel that I got out of it was is these entities were like, hey, man, we just want to be your friend. That's That was like the main message of it. And I realized, oh, dude, it's okay to move back home. Your friends just want to be your friend for who you are, dude. Like, I know you have this idea of who you are in your head and you're so conflicted of not understanding yourself, but your friends know who you are, dude, and you're safe there. And from that moment, dude, from that DMT trip to starting stand up to me standing in front of you, 
it's all been a very line, like a sharp progression, like a direct correlation from that time. And so the East Coast, it was like, you know, not to compare myself to Christ going into the desert or anything, you know, you know what I mean? But that was a, that was a little bit of my like journey into that uh, and getting back here. And now I'm enjoying, now I have a different, fresher perspective about being in Iowa. You know, Iowa sucks, but at the same time, I do love it here. I do. I love the community here. And I think there's a lot of space for cool things to happen in this area, especially with comedy. The comedy scene around here is pretty sick. I mean, when I first moved away, it was dead. Like there was no, but it's was not very good. And I come back here and it's like, it's almost like there's a, you wait, is there a path? Can I see a path in stand up to, to make it here? And I think if you're looking closely enough in this area that that path exists for sure. You know what I mean? So it's great to be back. Anyway, that's kind of, I, I just kind of went right there. And I didn't I really it. give you guys time to like pop in or anything. Oh, but. You're, good. Uh, you're good. I've actually done DMT myself a handful of times. Yeah, dude, um, I was never, <clears throat> my mind is way too like anxious and locked down mm-hmm. to ever like let myself go and get to that experience. Full that disclosure, you- this was years ago. If any potential employees <laughs> are listening to this. <laughs> Many, many, many years ago. Many years ago. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get into how I came in possession of it. But uh, so you never blasted through, is what you're saying? No, I never actually broke through. Um, Honestly, a handful of times, probably five to seven at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And you haven't broke. And and I never broke through. The best experience that I had though was, um, I remember, um, you know. Getting a few real good hits off of it, and then you, as you probably know, it takes over like, yeah, phys- physically takes over your whole body instantly, mm-hmm. and you're just like almost paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And I like laid back on the couch, looked up at the ceiling, and uh, in the basement in my bedroom, there was these that like kind of like that splatter pattern. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it, popcorn but ceiling, popcorn ceiling, and um, I looked up at that, I could see like all these geometric shapes all swirling around all the dots Mm -hmm. and like every color you can imagine pulsing in and out of it across Mm -hmm. across the ceiling. I know exactly what you're talking about. And and I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And and this is now an episode of the Joe Rogan experience. (laughs) Never really like got any like fully conscious, like message like you did. Like, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, your friends are okay with you. Like you said, I never got like a, you know, like a, like a message like that. But it, I feel like ever since that point, like, I don't know. I've just been able to see things more clearly. There's a pattern to life. You you recognize a pat. There's a very much a pattern in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you just, it changed me for the better. Yeah. And yeah, I, d- I wouldn't take those experiences back. The other time I did it, it taught me how to play chess. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I, wow. did it. I knew how to play chess <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> How the fuck? I'm exaggerating. I, I I was in a it put me in a place to be able to learn how to play chess. But I see. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. <laughs> it it really it really does the, things like that really open your mind to just I don't know being accepting of your current situation mm-hmm. and I don't know. Meanwhile, I am on Venlafaxine, <laughs> Lamictal. <laughs> Propranolol, Buspirone, Topiramate. Um. <laughs> yeah, I looked in your you just thing. Need to come like, over to, you just need to come over to Zach's tent, all right? <laughs> 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 I don't want get you squared away, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, that's funny. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> what a fun time. Yeah. Connor was worried about being on camera. He oh, did really? not want to be. No, he did not want to be on camera. He was like, am I going to be on camera? And I was like, yes. He's like, I have zits. I was like, that's okay, babe. We'll put you on the non-4K camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and make sure you get my angles tight because there's nothing, no flaws going on over here, okay? <laughs> I'm having a good hair day. All right. You are. Yes. I washed and conditioned it last night. I, we had a show last night as well um, oh, yeah. at Joystick. Looks good. Mm-hmm. Was it fun? It was good. Good. It No, it ended, up, it ended up actually being pretty good. At first, it was a little bit tough to, you know, you know how that place can get sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it ended up actually being really good. I had one nice little tag on. Um, I, I, did, I hosted, and my host set didn't go good. But in between comics, I did have one nice little tag that, like, got a laugh. And I'm like, that's all I needed tonight. <laughs> good. I actually, on Friday, I decided to say fuck it and i went up to the comedy bar in dubuque Mm. and i had never been there before because usually they they have open mics on like wednesdays really and i i work so Mm -hmm. i'm not able to ever go and i said fuck it they had an open mic on friday night and i went and i shout out my good friend austin eagles shout out to austin he's the best yeah he's a great guy and I was like, can you sign me up for 9 p.m.? I, I will be there at 9. Got there at 8.50. Got there, went downstairs. I was like, where's your bathroom? They were like, up to uh, upstairs to the left. Went up there, did my makeup, five minutes. Went back downstairs, went um, went into the, into the room where they have it. They literally walked into the fucking room. They called my name to the stage. Seriously. Oh. Dead ass. My anxiety. You literally just made my butt like feel like I have to poop a little bit. Like that's how much anxiety that gave me. <laughs> I fucking set my. I was like, oh fuck. I had written nothing. Mm-hmm. I had literally just. It was an. It's an hour and a half drive. So I had. I just set my fucking purse down on the on an on an empty table. I went up. I went up to the stage and I go, hey guys, literally just drove here from Iowa City. Drove here an hour and a half. Fucking just fucking went for it. Told my, uh, you know, told my, you know, just shot the shit. Mm-hmm. Told my egg drop soup joke. Dude, the egg drop, that <laughs> shit makes me fucking. Murder? Yeah, it gives me so many emotions. <laughs> 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 That's why I like it. Because, it, I mean, it makes me laugh, but it also makes me want to fucking punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> It's not just funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And then um, I was actually trying to find, I was kind of lingering around because I was trying to find Austin mm-hmm. afterwards to, to say hi. And um, I was kind of hanging around. And then the, there was a gal at the bar and she was like, hey, did you really drive up here from Iowa City just for this? And I was like, yeah, I did. You know, I, I, I've been meaning to come up here for a while to do the open mic, but I, I've never been able to because it's always on the weekdays mm-hmm. and I work, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, do you want to come up next Friday and, and do a show? Fuck yeah, dude. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, yes. Hell yeah, though. And she was like, yeah, I really like your shit. You're super funny. And uh, I was like, yeah, so now I'm going to be there next Friday. Shout out to the comedy bar. Fuck yeah! Shout no, out to I the comedy bar. I, before yeah. I started doing stand up, because isn't there a, like a comedian that kind of runs that joint that was on some sort of was he on SNL or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, I'm not okay. Maybe I won't go into that. Anyway, I think I have been there one time to go see a comedian, and I I I do like their vibe up there. 
Um, is it called the Comedy Bar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I have been there. there one other time. They have one in Chicago and one in in Dubuque. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I think oh, it is one so of the places I'm thinking of. So that's a really good connection to Chicago. Then yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a fun time. Yeah, it was great. Comedy bar. If you're watching this podcast, I'm also very funny. All right, and if you guys need someone on the show, I'm very free. All right, very free. <laughs> Actually, shout out to Karen. You're the only one. Or not the only one. You're one of few people who do give me work around this place. So thank you for that. Very much appreciate it. I'll second that. You are also you are very funny. You are. Funny. <laughs> thank you. Yes, Doc. you are funny. I don't believe that, but thank you. No, <laughs> I would not book you if I didn't think you were funny. I know. I have to start. Le- I have to just start letting myself believe that I'm funny. You are funny. I have. To I would not it. book you if you weren't funny. Well, I, I wouldn't that. have you on this podcast right now if you weren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for ha- for coming on. Thank you, Connor, for letting me make fun of you on stage and on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, we will. <laughs> I'll suck your dick later. Um, well, babe. Zach. What is it? Alex. When are you guys posting this? Uh, this will be out June 13th, I believe. Um, do you mind if I throw something out there? Yeah, of course, okay, go okay. Ahead. Just a couple things I got coming up. Um, Actually, again, speaking to Karen, giving me an opportunity. Coming up, we have, I'll be at the Willow Creek Theater um, on the 23rd of of June uh, for Jorge Ramirez. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Jorge Ramirez. Um, (laughs) And then the following month on the 21st, so July 21st, I'll be at the Lucky Cat doing the um, best comic in Iowa competition. It's a preliminary round. I'll be there too. Hell yeah. And then on top of that, by the time that this drops, I think my like my podcast is gonna drop. You might if I throw a tiff yeah, in for sure. that. Um, me and my friend BJ Groves and uh, my roommate slash uh, hetero life mate Jordan Smothers, we're doing a podcast together. Jordan's our producer. Um, it's called Foot in the Game. So follow me on social media at Zach S. Hoyle on pretty much everything. And yeah, there I'm sure a podcast will be a drop by the time you guys see this. Awesome. Yeah. Also, um, I can say that. I'll be hosting a Don't Tell Comedy show at Willow Cook Theater this Friday, June 16th. Um, Yeah, super exciting. June 16th, Don't Tell Comedy. uh, Comedy's worst kept secret. And then we also, we've got Jorge Ramirez coming to Willow Creek Theater on June 23rd. Zach's going to be there. I'm going to be there. We've got lots of cool shit coming up. Uh, next month at Willow Creek Theater as well. See you next Tuesday, babes. See you guys. See ya.